TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, you got to hold it. Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew I, me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 403, and I'm Libya, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, this is Allison, and I write reviews for Weednopolis. Hi, this is Yusun, and I'm a costume designer and a TV enthusiast. All right, thanks guys for showing up. Uh, first up in the news, we have that The Good Place has been renewed for season four. Woohoo! Hey. Uh, so that, was, that news came out of nowhere. I was like, oh, nice. I appreciate that. Uh, next, we have that Jodie Whittaker has confirmed that she will be back for next season of Doctor Who. Woohoo! So, oh. yay! Two pieces of good news. Uh, Ghost in the Shell, anim- new anime uh, reboot will hit Netflix in 2020. For all those who are waiting for Netflix to make new Ghost in the Shell. Uh, there are some people out there. I'm just messing with me. Uh, Night Gallery is getting a reboot for Sci-Fi Channel. I I can't say that I'm so excited about that. I mean, I've seen reboots of Outer Limits, Twilight Zone, none of which have have ever impressed me. So, you know, I heard the Outer Limits one that uh, Jordan Peele is doing is supposed to be good. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. I don't think I. Yeah, with him at the helm, that that piques my interest. But, you know, this, not so much. Right. Uh, Richard Gere is to star in a new Howard Gordon drama for Apple. And if those who don't know who Howard Gordon is, he's the executive producer of 24 and Homeland. So I'm excited to see what he's going to have Richard Gere doing. Uh, Wait, are you excited because of the pedigree or excited because of, uh, you get to watch Richard Gere? Uh, both. I don't think I, I felt like that was an inherent information. Howard Gordon well, is awesome. No, I, he he does good. I, I, he does really good shows, and right. Richard Gere's good to look at. So oh, and I, he's a, he's no, a really good actor too. I mean, I you know have I mean? no idea. I I don't know. I find it I find it debatable whether he's a really good actor. I like him in some things, but not all things. So I wonder. I just wondered if if Richard part Richard Gere was part of the the draw. So yes. Anyway, for me. Uh, Marley Matlin and Stanley Tucci are going to start a new drama called Limetown on Facebook. So I still don't understand how you watch shows on Facebook. Um, I don't either. I was going to ask like a teenager. Like, <laughs> that's like, I'm on Facebook. I don't see like a menu for me to pick a show because they have shows that are already airing on Facebook, but I have no idea how to get to them. Um, is, it, do you, is it subscription? I have no clue. I literally even... don't know. I'm on Facebook every day, and Facebook has not told me. I feel like I that's don't... bad advertisement. Well, I mean, I care. I, I care mostly out of curiosity, but I mean, I don't know why any of the three of us have not Googled it. I imagine <laughs> Google would tell us how to do it. But I feel like that's indicative of exactly how curious we are. But that we haven't yeah. done because they haven't come out with a show yet that I care enough about to figure out. To be honest, I kind of want to watch the Red Table. I, it, it, you know, I follow Will Smith on um, Instagram, but not, uh, but not Jada, which I've been meaning to do. But he, there's like a lot of stuff about the Red Table, Red Table, and it's always, you know, hitting the 
entertainment news and stuff and it seems really interesting so I'm, i mean fine let me know let me know if it's well free. you're the one that wants to watch it so i feel like you're the one that's gonna find out first i don't want to watch it that much so. <laughs> <laughs> yes and i also don't understand how we're gonna get stuff from apple how's that gonna be different than um you know itunes I- i'm not sure like some of this stuff is just not sure and my other thing is, I know teenagers have no problem watching television on their laptops, but I need to be in front of my television. So if I can't yeah, watch too. Facebook, whatever the heck, and on my TV, I guess I'm not watching it. Yeah, so. I did not invest in a surround sound for my 70-inch TV just so I could watch something on a laptop <laughs> or my phone. Exactly. So anyway, let's move on. <laughs> that is all the news I have right now. Uh, let's move on to the shows. First up, we're going to talk about Doctor Who. And this episode, I think, was far superior to last week's episode about the the witches. This one, though, this one started off a little bizarre. It's like they come to some house in Finland. Norway? Finland. I think it was Norway. They okay. were talking about, talking about the fjords. Right. Uh, and they meet this blind girl who's being held captive in her house by some monster outside. And it and seems like I thought we were watching The Quiet Place. It, it was so weird because I was like, "Wait, what?" And this that initial story did not seem that interesting. What the story becomes is very interesting, and I feel like why did they have to like do the switcheroo? Because that was dangerous. I actually did hit stop about ten minutes in. I was like, "Oh, this looks boring," and I came back to the episode later. And then it was, like, amazing. And I was like, that's really dangerous to start your episode in a really boring place and be like, ha, 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 our episode's not about that at all. Uh, Well, I mean, I think the bait and switch is, you know, a classic form of, you know, look how good our writing is. We're taking it where you think you're going one place, we're going another. Yeah, but the first place they were going was pretty boring. And that's my thing. Listen, I don't even think, I don't disagree with you necessarily, but, you know, I give a show a chance, but the problem is, um, I almost turned it off because I thought it was a ripoff. Like, I just literally was like, they better have written this before, like, you know, Krasinski wrote The Quiet Place. Or I was like, this is plagiarism and so uncreative. <laughs> I'm well, I I the show. I didn't what? get so much a Quiet Place vibe specifically as just, you know, the standard lock yourself away because there's a monster on the outside. Yeah, it just uh, seemed very rudimentary and it, boring. It did. It seemed, yeah. But, you know, I mean, and, and, as far as that went, I mean, I was okay. I didn't, I didn't hate it as much as you did, the, the very concept of it. Because Doctor Who uses a lot of different tropes and things. It's a matter of what kind of spin they're going to put on it. And they did put definitely a spin Oh, yeah. On I mean, this. once you got to the other, they went, once they got to the mirror and, and then they, they realized the mirror was a thing and then they went through them. Like, once they got to that part, I was into the story. But the... Before that, I was like, oh, this looks terrible. Like, I, 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 I was, I started the episode on Sunday, watched the first 10 minutes, hit stop, and didn't watch it until yesterday. Because wow. I was like, oh, I gotta watch it for the podcast. And then when I watched it, I was like, this is amazing, this is great. But that's the danger, though, of, of starting your episode on such a bland note. That's all I'm saying. Like you, because I mean, you're a fan of Doctor Who, and I can't believe that you would bail. I mean, like, like I didn't bail forever. It wasn't like we're so quick to hit pause, stop, and oh yeah, I have no attention. My attention span is zero. I have zero attention span. I would think that Doctor Who would have earned enough 
you know, credibility. It would, it would have normally, except that I didn't like last week's episode. Last week's episode I thought was pretty boring. And right. so it already was like, on. I was like, oh, please don't be as bad as last week's. Like, I was already thinking that when I was watching it. And then it started off all slow, and I was like, oh, I can't stand another episode as bad as that one. And so that's why it paused. Like, if it had right. been, like, right after, like, the Rosa Parks one or one of the other really good ones, I would have kept going. Right, um, right. Well, here's what I want to say about the episode and the show. Um, uh, n- not to be count uh, contrarian or whatever but i do <laughs> feel like it 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 really did remind me of the the quiet place i'm bringing it up for a reason because uh i i'm actually reinforcing what allison said which is that like you know that's what doctor who does best or not best but one of the great things is you know it'll take a trope and then put a twist on it or or, or this or that or whatever um so i agree with allison but you know, the, the remoteness of it, the country aspect of it, the, you know, you really should be quiet. You got to run inside all of that stuff. And so because it reminded me very much of the quiet place and I was like, Oh my God, this is such a ripoff. The twist was even more of a payoff for me because like I said, I just was put off by the unimaginativeness of it. And then I thought, Oh, but, and then, but here's the other thing I want to say, I like the show and the episode um, or I thought the quality of the show was, um, was good to the point where I actually even guessed the the twist, like not right away, but um, as soon as uh, you know, I realize they explain that it's kind of like a doorway to another dimension, whatever. And then the dad was like, as soon oh here, as soon as this is exactly I had my aha moment. As soon as uh, I forget his name, but he found the speaker and he disconnected the wire and realized that the monster was a fake. Uh, I, I knew exactly what was going on. I was like, oh, it's the dad, you know, and I was like, and he abandoned her because they did they did set that up with the character saying like, oh, well, maybe he just left you, you know, um, and I thought he did leave you. And then, you know, and then I, th- I just I guessed everything and it didn't matter. I still love the 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 way they 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 did everything. I love and I, this is I'll end here because I, I don't need to drone on and on. It, it did what it to me, this season does great. It makes everything matter, like the heart. And for me, the um, all the characters, they're doing a really nice job of involving all of the Scooby gang. And I love that they brought back his wife. I love it. You know, was it Grace? Is her name Grace? Um, so I love how it, emotional it was for everyone to kind of like not want to leave the place. And, um, you know, it's just very poignant. And then, of course, it was very Doctor Who. You know, at the very end, it was whimsical and weird. You know, she was talking. She was talking frog. I, that was the only part where I was like, is this working? I'm not sure if this is working. <laughs> like, I was watching the frog talk to her and I was like, am yeah. I thrown out? Like, I, it was a weird. The fact that I wasn't sure, <laughs> but the yeah. fact that I was talking to myself while I was watching it means that, yeah. yes, you did throw me out a little bit. But yeah. uh, I, it, it was still I, uh, Go ahead. I agree with you. I agree with you there because I think, you know, the, the thing with Doctor Who, and it, it was especially true during the Moffat era, and I was kind of hoping that they'd get away from that sort of thing here, is that it has a tendency to lean toward the cutesy. And yeah. the, the whole frog thing just seemed more precious than it needed to be in the context of, of things. But I tell you this, you know, the one thing about the show that especially didn't get me from thinking of uh, the quiet place and, oh, we have to be silent and everything is because the the character that they meet 
is a blind girl. And if you give her, if, if, if she's already deprived of sight and you say that you can't even have sound, she's got nothing to do. So uh, you, you can't really go entirely that way. And I have to say, also, I was, I was impressed with the fact that they actually, they didn't just cast an actress to play blind. They actually cast a blind actress, which I thought was, was a really great thing because we never really see that sort of thing happen. Whereas, you know, the character who actually has that particular issue, um, is is playing the part so i thought that that was really nice and i thought she did a great job i thought so too yeah all right well let's move on i think we're all saying thumbs up all right mm-hmm. next up let's talk about charmed we haven't talked about that in quite a while and um this week's episode was about the fact that someone is killing members of the council the elders yeah. Right. And um, that was weird when they had the conference and they all had their mouths, all their faces all blurred out or whatever that was. Just like, you can't know their identity. And then now she's been given a mission. Which sister is she? The middle one? Uh, and she's been given a mission to infiltrate the. I forgot what they call the group. Some splinter group. And they're like, yeah, infiltrate. I forgot what they were I forgot what they were called. Infiltrate uh, and feed us back. You know, Intel, Intel, but of course what's going to end up happening is she's going to infiltrate and find out that the elders are actually wrong or something. There's going to be some twist, something to it. Um, so I'm, I'm, I feel like Charm doesn't do complicated stories very well, but I do like the sisters and their relationships. And I do like Harry. Yes, I like Harry mm-hmm. and his relationship with the sisters. Like all of that, I enjoy watching. The story is kind of, eh, it's not super complex, but I'm having fun. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that's that's good for just, you know, casual viewing. It's it's entertaining. It passes the hour away. It's not great television, but it's it's amusing television. And the characters are, you know, pleasant enough to spend an hour with. <laughs> and that's kind of how I that's kind of how I look at it. It's it's I don't expect great things from it. But, you know, I do like it. And I like Rupert Evans, especially, who plays uh, Harry. Yeah, I think um, he's great. Yeah, I love him. I mean, I loved him especially in, uh, in um, oh, God, now I'm blanking on the name of it, um, the Amazon series, uh, Man in the High Castle. Is, is um, that where he's from? Yeah, he's, he was, uh, he, he plays the artist, the Jewish artist who has to go on the run. Oh, right. And yeah. that was the one where his whole family got killed? Right. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and so I, he's, I, you know, I've seen him in various things and he's, he's always been good. I've never seen him really turn in a bad performance. So I, I enjoy watching him. Uh, the, about the only thing that I don't really like in the show is the, um, the guy at the, uh, at, um, uh, I think it's Macy's workplace who she's trying to date. Right. And I th- his character has just been written as a jerk. Well, he's so. all over the place. Like, sometimes he's really nice. And then sometimes he's a jerk. And then sometimes he's really nice. So it's hard to determine how the writers want us to see him. It's That's the part that's kind of confusing. Yeah, well, they go back and forth a lot. But, you know, essentially, they keep having him make demands on her her time and attention that aren't realistic that that just you know he keeps saying oh well you're blowing me off and no she's not she's either doing her job or she's having something to do with her family and so if if the writers are trying to tell us that that's 
not more important than some guy who you may date for five minutes, then, you know, I think the writers have a problem, but the, it's, it's come to make the character look very bad I as agree. a result. I agree. Yeah. Cause I can't cheer for the two of them together. Cause I actually don't want no. them together now, though. He did just get, get, get hit by a car. So plus, <laughs> cause apparently that mark that's on his back will prevent him from getting mixed up in darkness to the point where it made him be hit by a car. Which I was like, is that better? Like, <laughs> wow, okay. Seems to be a flaw in that spell right, somewhere. Right, right. Uh, so yeah, I'm still enjoying the show. And I, actually, now they kind of have me cheering for her and Harry a little bit. There's a little tension happening there. They hinted at that. Yeah, I like that. Bit. I did too. Because there's like this... And the thing is, is it's he's not aware of it. Or no, she's not aware of it. Because he's like talking to her about why he wants to stay at the house and he's staring hard at her and she's like blah 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 and she's talking about something else she's not looking at him at all but he's basically just like yeah this is my new obsession and i was like mm-hmm. wow okay i'm here for it let's see how that happens yeah all right let's move on uh next up let's talk about the flash and uh, this one was we find out that Iris has got multiple things happening all at once because we first think she comes back in time to just meet her dad and hang out with him because he's been dead her whole life. We don't know. You mean Nora. What did I say? You Iris. mean Nora. Yes, I said Iris. Iris sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Iris. Uh, Nora is who I meant to say. Um so we find out there's a couple more layers involved and there's this moment where he talks about how much he hates Wells. But I mean, what I liked about the episode too is that it involves them going back in time to try to fix time and do all these crazy things. And and it's like, wow, I watched this show and I was slightly confused by all the time travel. Um, as far as like, I was like, when did that happen again? Like it wasn't confused. Like I didn't understand what they were doing. It was more that I didn't remember all the points that they went back to like vaguely I remembered it, but not in the detail that they like required to watch the episode. Um, but what I really liked was there's this moment where they're talking to Wells and we know that he's really reverse flash and, uh, Nora comes up with something and he's like, Oh, you, you're a clever girl. And then later on you have, Frenchy dude, who I, Sherlock, whatever his name is. Sherlock, yeah. And he goes, he looks at Nora and he goes, clever girl. And I was like, oh, crap. So now they just made him way more interesting because now they've, at least to me, insinuated that he's Thawne. Which makes him way more interesting than random guy that they introduced him as, who was super boring. So now I'm like, oh, okay, we have a storyline. I'm interested. And also, the look on uh, Nora's face when she finds out why Barry hates Thawne so much, she's like, oh, crap. And you could tell that there was something else involved. And then when she goes to the future and talks to him, you realize why. And I was like, oh, no, what did you do, Nora? <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm, int- I'm interested to see what's going to happen with all this. Yeah, well, the thing is, they have, first of all, they have Nora perpetually doing stupid things. It's, it's like, yeah. if there's a piece of information that a character shouldn't know, she will be the first one to blurt it out. Just bang, <laughs> right there, off the top of her head. And it's like, why, you know? Um, yeah, but the, other thing is, the, the, the other thing that, that 
you know, irritates me with this is that they established that, you know, when they when they defeated Thawn the first time, they it was wiped because him out of existence. they wiped him out of existence. Thank so you. how is it they can go back in time? I mean, yes, we saw those episodes where he did the thing with with the explosion and all of that. Yet, sure, that's as we as viewers. But for the, as far as their timeline is concerned, he was he was wiped out of creation, so he should and, not have been there. Except that they've that screwed with happened. the except that they screwed with the timeline so many times. I don't know because when Barry created a Flashpoint, he went back to fight Thawne. So like if he was wiped out of existence, never mind. Let's not argue time travel. None of it makes sense. Let's, let's not argue. Yeah, let's not argue they, time they just, travel. It's such it's such a complete, you know, not. Of things, it is a cluster. <clears throat> yes, so um, yeah, the, the, that's the thing. The other thing is the the clever girl thing. If it was a smarter show, I would think, oh, maybe that's a red herring, and that that really was the first thing that came to mind was that oh, they, they they're trying to make us think this, but that's too obvious, so it must not be true. But the, this is the Flash, so no, it's yeah, totally I guess what you it's, think. It's it obvious, is. so it's entirely. It's, yeah, that's probably what it was. You know, I was overthinking. When I was watching it the first time, but yeah, that's 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 probably it. But it does make the character more interesting because one of the things that irritated me about Sherlock <laughs> is that his, his accent was it's absolutely terrible. Is, um, and if if you're telling me that he's really another character who's just pretending, then then that explains the really bad accent at least. Right. So except that, none of, except that none of the characters in the universe like comment on the horrible accent. So like it's. <laughs> It, like, you can't be in a room and not wonder, what is wrong with your accent? I mean, I would have to say something. I would literally be like, where in France are you supposed to be from? <laughs> I especially want Nora to do that because in, in, in Black Sails, she played a character with a French accent that and she it was good. nailed. Yeah, yeah. And I keep expecting her to go, what, are, where, what part of France are you from? that? No, it's 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 annoying, and I, I'm going to tell you, I, I won't have a lot to say about it. I mean, I, I just want to bounce off. Of, I mean, jump off of a few things that, that you guys said. I found it confusing, and I sounds like from what I'm hearing from the two of you, I was the most confused and the least interested because I feel like we. I will not argue time travel, blah blah blah. But I feel like, and 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 you you um, touched on it about if this were a more if it was a better written show or if it were a bit more complicated or deep or whatever. Um, and it's not. So I have to keep reminding myself of that, but I feel like they're just cheating at this point. You know what I mean? Like, did they not learn from flashpoint? You know what I mean? And like, mm -hmm. um, and did they, can they not think of a new villain? Like if it turns out to be Thawne and they go back in time, a hundred million for the hundred millionth time, they still have not learned their lesson. They are not growing. Over Except only only thing I will say is that Barry was the only one that said this is a terrible idea and didn't want to do it. Because but they he was, did it anyway. But then he I, did know, it. I know. Then he he did was it. like he was like, remember Flashpoint and how terrible that turned out? Like he did mention it and yes. did give he, he did give voice to that. So But the show was so lazy with the writing that they were like, Well, let's just say it out loud so that the viewers can kind of be like, Wait, you shouldn't do it. But we can't think of anything more creative, so we're going to do it anyway. So I, I'll watch the show, but I, I've kind of given up on it being. Well, remote. I will tell you this: the 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 crossover comes next week, and I'm I'm kind of excited. About the, crossover. the crossover comes this week. Yeah, sorry, this week. It starts tonight, which yeah. I'm going to miss because my TV is out. <gasps> but no, say it ain't so. You can watch it on the CW app. Yeah, true. Yeah. 
Um, but yes, I'm, I'm excited about the crossover. I love crossovers. Who doesn't love a crossover? I mean, that's why they do that. So I'll stay through the crossover and I I'll probably stay through the rest of the season, but I'm unimpressed and I don't care that I'm sure I, re- I refuse to call him that. I will call him fake, horrible, even worse. Wells. I, <laughs> I, I, I refuse to call him that name. I don't care that like it's ap- apparently a ruse. It does not make him more bearable. So good luck. Flash to you know, to try to bring that around for me, but whatever, I'm in it. I'll see. I'll see. But I, you know, at the end of this season, I may bail. There's so many other good shows out there. So You're we'll not see. wrong. You're not wrong. I can't. I can't even argue with you. All right, let's move on. Next up, we're going to talk about Black Lightning, also a CW superhero show, but it feels like from in a different universe. So I'm kind of okay with it. Uh, this week's episode. What happened in this week's episode? Oh, ah. The one Kids story on line, the run. I was like, the one storyline that I don't care about, which is yeah. Jennifer and random dude on the run. And I know that uh, Tom loves that dude because this is his prior student. I get that. But I don't. And as a character on his own, he's fine. And I'm so glad they cut off those terrible locks. Oh, that lock yes, wig, thank you. That lock wig that was awful. And they were just like, we'll just give him his hair. I was like, thank you. That was uh, the best part of the show. I was yeah. hearing. It's like, get rid of that nasty wig. Oh, my God. Right. So all of that was great. But him, them being on the run and being stupid about it, like, obviously they need help. And when the dad comes to help him, I thought they'd sit and talk. But no, let's keep running some more. I'm like, oh, my God. Stop <laughs> being stupid. Uh, obviously, someone's trying to kill you. You need your dad's help. Whatever. I'm over it. I this is this is the one storyline that they've done that has not impressed me at all. Usually their their stories are really good, but I'm yeah, I'm not impressed by this one. Yeah, I think we were talking last week too about how this was the weakest storyline and I was just hoping that they would find a way to reintegrate the the young daughter into the rest of the story and instead they've done the opposite. They've tried to reintegrate everybody else into her storyline and and it's boring. Yep. And I'm I you know I wish I cared more about Khalil but I don't. I do not either. Um and and you know if maybe if they found a way to like reapproach him as a character so he wasn't so utterly idiotic uh then there might be something to it but right now his character is just irritating and i want them to get back to to more of the stuff that's happening with the rest of the family and with gamby right and and with all of that you know and and back to to tobias and uh and i just stop with this whole teenager on the run thing because that's just just tedious if you're more than 18 years old (laughs) this kind of thing is not fun to watch all right let's move on let's move on I have nothing else to add to that. <laughs> All right, next up, let's talk about Night Flyers. And uh, what I found is, because somebody was trying to ask me why I was upset that Night Flyers was dropping an episode every night uh, versus a show that drops their entire season. So, And I said what it is is when Netflix drops a whole season, it gives me the option to binge or not to binge depending on my mood. So I have the entire season. I can just watch one episode or, you know, I can watch whatever. And it's all fine. When you drop an episode every night, you're insinuating that I have to watch an episode every night. And now I have this pressure on me that it's just like, well, now there's a new episode tonight. I got to watch it. I'm just like, no, I don't like it. 
I, I have come to the conclusion I do not like that that model that sci-fi has been doing. They did that for 12 Monkeys, and now they're doing it for this show. I don't. I hate it. I absolutely Well, it hate also it. gives you the impression that they're just blowing off the show. It's like, we're just going to burn this off as quickly as possible and get on to something else. And that doesn't make you really it feel gives, excited it, yeah, about Yeah, it the devalues program. the show, too. Though, to be fair, the show's not that great. <laughs> No, it is not. This is not 12 Monkeys. I was willing to sit through that with 12 Monkeys because I loved that show. But yeah. this is, this is, you know, the... and what drove me to it is because it's it's George R.R. R. Martin, you right. know, at Game of Thrones. But this is this is really early, early. vintage George R.R. R. Martin before he learned, apparently, how to construct a storyline. And feels... the characters are forever yeah. doing stupid things. There, there literally would be no story. It would be five minutes long if the characters characters did, actually were did smart. the most intelligent thing at the beginning which would be to just land the from ship the very first yeah. from the very first catastrophe which happened literally as they were leaving dock um to just say okay over until we fix this problem and dry dock the ship and we're laters everybody that that would have been it and instead they're off in the middle of outer space the most dangerous place a human being can be with a ship that they know is trying to kill them and none <laughs> of it makes sense well, what's crazy is when I'm watching the when I was watching the pilot, I was like, "Why does this show feel so familiar?" And unlike you know how when Yusin was like, "Oh, this reminds me of The Quiet Place," I can't tell you exactly what movie this feels like, but it feels like a movie I've already seen. Oh, you so, have. I mean, it's 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 like a lot of different movies. It's. Um, you know, but my it's, point it's is, aliens. I, I can't it's Prometheus. I can't, and it's it's every haunted house movie ever made except it's on a ship yeah and it feels it feels so familiar and then the problem is the actors are not like distinguished except for my girl from the last ship which i was very happy to see her she's the security she's the black woman with the afro so she's like security oh, yeah. or whatever uh-huh. i love that actress so i was like i don't know what you're doing but i'm in for it uh but everybody else I felt, especially the blonde woman who we're supposed to kind of see through her eyes, but she literally was saying the same thing. Every time anybody wanted to talk to her, she was like, such and such isn't guilty because he can't do those things. And I know he didn't do it. Every time she opens her mouth, same bit of dialogue comes out. And at a certain point, I was like, obviously these guys aren't believing this argument. So you need to come up with something else. Mm -hmm. And because they did the whole future flash first where we see her die in the first five minutes of the show, I'm like, so I know she quits and kills, because she walks by the guy who was trying to kill her, which I was like, if you're going to kill yourself, you should kill that dude too. Like, <laughs> so she just goes by him. She, she cripples him, goes by him, and slits her own throat, which made no sense to me. Yeah, and uh, this is not a spoiler for those who have not watched it. This is literally in the first five minutes of right. episode one. Right. And so you see that first. And so now we're back and we're watching her on this event and I can't invest in her because I know she dies. You mm-hmm. know, like, and I oh, know, same here. And I know she kills herself. So I was like, and to me, it didn't feel smart. So I was just kind of like, okay, so you're not the bright one. You kill yourself. And now I'm supposed to watch the show through you. And yeah, I know I you felt- don't make it. 
<laughs> I felt ex- I felt exactly the same way because you know there are sometimes where you can start at the end and then you get people peaked their interest is peaked because they're thinking oh well how do we get there and is that really where it ends and da 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 well that 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 really unless she was unless we were watching a hallucination that's really where it ends with these characters and she she spoke of the rest of the crew being dead so that's right. where so it, she's like the last man standing yeah and and, and, and that's like, the nah. end of it. So yeah. why am I investing in all these characters who I know Are for a fact gonna die. will die horribly? And and I mean, th- there's no question. There's no open. There's there's nothing left beyond that. So why am I watching this? Yep. And and so I thought that was a stupid way to begin it. And I, you know, I feel sorry for some of the actors because you know, you were talking about Gretchen Maul, who I've seen in, in a lot of other things, um, including Bo- Boardwalk Empire, where she was absolutely phenomenal. And she can turn in a great performance if you give her the, the material to work with. But her character, as you said, is just a non-starter. She keeps just going around and around in the same little groove. And and it, her character never progresses. Nothing ever really changes. And, you know, it's it's sad when I see some of the actors who I've seen in other things who I know can turn in good performances. And even some of the new people who, who seem like maybe they'd be interesting – um, and then they're given such poor material to work with. Yeah, this is not this is not the show. All right, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about the rookie and what happened in this week's episode. Oh, this was the ride along with the, the celebrity, the producer, and the, the wife getting arrested and the big right. moral dilemma. That's yeah. important. Yeah. Okay. Well, you go ahead. What did What did you think of the moral dilemma? Um. Let me start by saying that, hmm, let me see where I want to start. Um, (laughs) I I like the show. It's, you know, it's like Castle goes to police academy. You know what I mean? It's like. It's not as goofy as that, though. No, fair enough. But it tries with a little bit of goofiness. I remember, or a little bit of, you know, wryness kind of like, you know, I, I was, I don't know, I saw the show listed somewhere and you know how it is like a little blurb and it said action, you know, comma, com- comedy or whatever. And I thought, I guess it's kind of a comedy. So no, absolutely. It's, it's not, it's not as funny or tries to be or whatever, but, but the point is, my point is it's innocuous. It's jovial. It's, you know, it's, it's a, an easy watch but it tries to have some you know poignancy and and resonance and relevancy with certain issues for sure you know the it was this not this was not the episode where they had the the um the the kid who was oh this was oh no perfect sorry duh yes uh where you know during the ride along um there was a very tense situation which quite frankly in this day and age i don't know how the the kid did not get shot you know and in fact that's where i thought it was a little unrealistic and i thought yeah this is why the show is you know a, a sweet show because you know there's no way that a situation where a knife wielding black man in public you know in you, you know with uh, multiple people uh you know surrounded in danger they're not going to shoot him in some way i mean i guess the show kind of shows how why they didn't or how they did but anyway the point is um in general, I like the show. Uh, there was the ride along, and then there was this. This is one of the things I do like about the show. Uh, and I bet you, 
uh, Nathan Fillion, I think I remember him complaining about how labor-intensive, you know, Castle was, because he's in practically every scene. So even though the show is called The Rookie, and it's kind of based around him, I really like the setup, the structure of the three rookies, the three amigos, or the three whatever the guy said. Um, and they do a really nice job kind of spreading the storylines around. Uh, even in the same episode, they, they kind of give you two or three with the different characters, um, I think it works. It's a you know it's a one hour show and and you know so it's so I like the structure. I like the acting. Well, I was going to um, ask you. You never answered my question. What did you think about the sorry. moral dilemma? Oh yes, sorry. <laughs> uh, little loopy today. Um, you know, I was nonplussed because I knew exactly what was going to happen. I mean, because the show is the show. I thought if this dude, uh, you know helps his wife out and, and crosses the line, you know, of his own morals and police ethics and stuff. I thought, you know, he's going to go down a dark path and the show is not about going down dark paths. You know what I mean? And I thought he's not going to do it. I mean, so there was no tension for me in that scene. There was no tension in that storyline. I, I really like how his rookie showed up there though for him yeah, and tried to yeah, be his yeah. emotional support. So I thought that that's was great. Yeah, that's, that's my point. Yeah, the show has heart. It's got poignancy. It, you know what I mean? It's not a procedural. Uh, it's about relationships. And I and I even love the structure of the T.O. and the rookie, you know, the, the pairing and stuff. So you really have six characters going, not just the rookies. I, it, it's, it's a pretty well-written show for a lightweight, you know, cop drama, you know, uh, that has a, a pinch of comedy. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I like the episode and I like the show. All right, so we're, I'm going to say thumbs up. Uh, the only story that we didn't talk about was the T.O. who thought she was going to get a promotion, and she tried so hard that she actually screwed herself out of her promotion. Yes, yes. So three yeah. storylines. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. I forgot that one. Yeah. All yeah. right, let's move on. Uh, next up, we have The Last Kingdom, which uh, Yusun and Allison said they wanted to talk about, but I shall not speak. You guys have five minutes. Go. Go, Allison. Oh, I'm first up? Okay, sure. well, um, we're talking, I guess, about... This is season three now, um, but for those who haven't seen uh, any of it, um, I highly recommend this series. It uh, basically takes place during the time uh, that England was becoming England, that uh, all these disparate kingdoms were, were being formed together under Alfred the Great, and uh, what it it's got this um, storyline that really focuses on a character who, who is not an historical figure, but kind of takes you through it as, as your way to see this, this era. And um, that, that is this uh, Saxon who is raised actually as a Viking, as a Dane. Um, He's, he's captured as a child and then raised as a Dane and, and, becomes really Viking in his psychology and ends up fighting for uh, King Alfred to help him consolidate this kingdom. Um, that's Uhtred. And uh, it's, it's a brilliant show. It, you know, it, it weaves in these, these fictional characters into this real historical period. And the, the actors who play the parts are excellent. The writing is excellent. Um, and it gives you definitely a feel for the period. Not everything is absolutely, you know, historically perfect, but I, I think what it does do, I mean, it's not a history lesson, but it does give you a feel for the time and place. And I, it, the character dynamics are 
fascinating to watch and I really think it's terrific and by the the last season of it kind of takes you through the the rest of Alfred's reign um, and, and what happens during that and I understand that it's it's been given the go-ahead for another season so the, the, the series is going to continue and the story is going to continue Yes, I was very happy about that. I immediately, as soon as it finished, I was like, does, does this get season four? Does, or does it end here? No. So, yes, it does. Um, right. That's really good news. Because my my first, I had the exact same thought. And I thought, oh, God, I hope it doesn't end here. Although they did tie everything up with a nice bow. And should it not get a season four, it definitely isn't unsatisfying. You know, mm-hmm. it's definitely not like, oh, God, how could they end it here? So kudos to them, I guess. I mean, but so happy that they, I guess I'm hearing from you that they do have a season four. Um, I'm so glad you went first because theoretically I could just say ditto and we could move on. <laughs> um, but I will, I, I'll say just a few things. Um, I think the show is highly underrated. Um, I was surprised, not surprised at all, but happy to hear that you're not just like the show, but you're enthusiastic about it. Oh, I'm definitely. not going to throw Libya under the bus. But um, she did watch the first season and was adamant about hating it, or even if she didn't hate it, certainly didn't like it enough to give it a season two. And one of her large complaints, and I want to say this for people who may start the show and then start to be like, what? I'm out, you know? Um, One of Libya's complaints, if I may say so, Libya's here, she can defend herself. (laughs) I'm listening. I want to hear what you have to say. (laughs) She complained to me relentlessly about how... um, Utrid, the main character, who, by the way, it needs to be said, is delicious. Oh, um, yes. You know, and he's, you know. You're still really not giving like, me my quote. Give me my quote. No, You're not topic. Yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, I, listen, it is on topic to ca- talk about how delicious he is. So, yes, but you started uh, off saying what I felt and what I was uh, thinking about. Yes, so yes. let's finish what I was saying, apparently. I mean, this is one of my, one of my tangent trains. But anyway, so she, uh, Libya, you, um, who is here with us, um, you know, talked about every time Utra did something so ridiculous and so stupid and so caused more problems than needed to happen kind of a thing. And I did agree with you. I mean, it happened so often and it was so egregious in the sense that it was like, ah, like, you know, a little soap opera in the sense that it was like, none of this would be happening if you just kept your mouth shut or if you had just, you know, done this. But A... You want him to do something so that you can continue watching the drama. But but more importantly, I and I told you this, I said, give him a chance to grow. You know, I was like, he can't possibly be this way for the rest of his life. Slash my, other, my other problem, which you haven't mentioned, is I thought his acting was terrible. I didn't yeah, like him. I mean, I didn't. You didn't let me finish. Okay. So the thing <laughs> is, um, he he seemed very young in the beginning of the show. Uh, and I mean, as an actor. A little, uh, I've never seen him in anything. So I don't think he's that well seasoned. He's, I think he's from Germany. And I think I read somewhere that he was raised in France. So, you know, he's a cosmopolitan. And, uh, you know, so I don't, don't, he hasn't, I haven't seen him do much. And I I think I did his IMDb and I don't think he's done much. But anyway, so um, I I agree with you. He's a little green and it was a little earnest or overwrought or I don't know. I can't, I won't go on and on about it, but so I don't disagree with the things that you said, but that's why I want to make a point about this. For people but we, start- we did just say that the television, there's so much television. Are you telling that's people they have to sacrifice a, a full one season of no, not no, good television to get to the good stuff? All, no, 
you are not letting me finish. Okay. What I'm saying is if people start to feel the way that you do, okay, um, that even throughout the first season, um, it, it, he, I think you didn't, but my point is that if they start out in, in a similar place that you are, they may not end up in the same place that you ended up is that, um, I do believe that his acting got better, that, uh, the show got better, that, um, you know, he, I felt like all of his, um, stupidity and kind of uh, senseless, you know, this and that was really, there was a point to it because then the payoff of him growing and learning and, and, and even the struggling, which, you know, all of that, the awakening would, would have more value because he just was such a mess and it wasn't unwarranted either. It was part of his character. It was intrinsic to how he was written. He was a fiery, you know, you know, animalistic primal kind of, you know, I'm going to do whatever I want kind of, he was written that way. So it wasn't out of character for him, but it was relentless. So, but uh, you know, I'm going to, I don't need to say too much more because Allison really hit all the, the, the notes. I just think the show, like I said, is underrated. It gets better every season. And the thing I want to great, it really does. And, and, and so that's, what's great. It, it just collects momentum season two and three, I think in some ways are equal to me because they're a little bit very different season two. And you touched on it. I want to expand on it and then I'll finish up the relationships, the different relationships he has with people in his life. Um, were so well done, you know, um, the, 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 the tenderness and then the roughness and the, you know, the loyalty and devote all of that stuff. It really was fun for me. They kill a lot of people, even people he loves. So that's a little bit of a personal gripe. I'm like, ah, oh, I love you. Why are you killing this person off? <laughs> um, and they do that a lot. So be prepared. For yeah, that. they do. You cannot get super attached to a character. It almost made me kind of not want to watch the show. I was like, no, don't do it. Um, but otherwise, I think, and I will end on this. It has been unfairly, uh, and even the actor said this, like in some ways, uh, compared to Game of Thrones, you know what I mean? Because it's a costume, fur costume drama, you know, with swords and stuff. Um, it has no magic in it. Although, not really. In the third season. The third the season, they kind of... They, well, they bring well, in a we, character we we were, like a seer. We got to wrap yeah, so this up. I said yeah. five minutes, just just Sorry. to be clear. So wrap this okay. up, please. So, yes. so anyway, um, but I wanted to mention that it's a great costume, historical fiction, and I do believe it's really well written. Um, and so if people are dismissing it as a knockoff or a less version of Game of Thrones, I think it's highly unfair. And I think it's definitely different sure it sort of touches on that genre but i think people should give it a chance i really really enjoy the show a lot I if binged. you're willing if you're willing to sit through a season of mediocre mediocrity i think, it's <laughs> I think it i, I think let's move on 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 sorry sorry all right next up we're going to talk about legacies and this was episode 106 which was my episode thank you very much uh, but I will let you guys talk about it. And what do you think? Go, Allison. <laughs> I throw you under the bus first. I love how I'm always first. Um, okay. Uh, th- no, I really like this episode. And the thing that, that was interesting to me when I was watching it, and I know you said, oh, this is like our best episode. You need to watch this. So I'm I'm watching this thing. And um, I got the impression as I was as I was watching that – the the real emotional impact, even though I definitely felt it, but the real emotional impact is for people who were viewers of uh, Vampire Diaries, 
because they bring back a character who I guess was from Vampire Diaries. Um, and they set up the beginning when you see her first as like it's a big reveal. And so I guess, you know, if you if you were a fan of that show, then this is like a <gasps> moment when when she shows up. I, I just really want to know before you keep talking. Were you were you a fan? Did you watch Vampire Diaries? I did not. I I I watched I watched the originals, but I did not watch Vampire Diaries. But I just got from you know the context, the dialogue, and everything else that that this was a big deal character um, from that show. So the thing is, I even even as someone who did not watch that show. I found this episode to be really emotional and affecting and incredibly well done, beautifully acted. And I, I definitely felt invested in the characters and I, I, you know, I got weepy at the end when the, you know, she disappears. Um, and, but I imagine that if you, if you've been a fan of vampire diaries and you have all the context of, you know, what happened in detail with this character and saw the relationship, that forms between um, her and uh, Alaric. Yeah. And uh, between her and Alaric, I, I think that it really was very meaningful. Like they were finally tying up loose ends for a character that, you know, they left in a bad place uh, on the other show. So I, I, even as someone who didn't have that context, I thought it was a, a really well done episode. But if you've seen Vampire Diaries, I imagine it carried a huge punch. Um, I love that Allison went first because, again, I could say ditto. Um, <laughs> and we could move on. But so I'm trying to think of a few different things to say. It's well, be, talk, I, about, I the, talk her... about the dance or talk about. Well, I, that's exactly what I was going to do. Uh, but you did a good moderating job because that was exactly where I was going to go. Uh, but uh, but I will. I do want to say this. Um, I thought it was a very astute observation because it was kind of the exact one I had, which was. I oh, the reason I interrupted you, Allison, is because I really wanted to know this while listening to you speak. Um, I, I mean, you explained it anyway. Or no, I guess you explained it because I asked you. I also did not watch Vampire Diaries. Oh. I started with the originals. And my early critique of Legacies, and I'm not sure I actually said it on the podcast. Maybe I just said it to Libya, was that I do not believe the show does as good a job of um, kind of making completely new viewers uh, comfortable or drawn in. Um, especially if you haven't seen the originals, but now imagine you haven't seen any of the Vampire Diaries or the originals. You know, I didn't watch Vampire Diaries at all, and I loved how the originals just sucked me right in, and I could care less that I didn't yeah. see the Vampire Diaries. Same here. So, you, you know what I mean? Loved it. And so having been an originals watcher, Legacies is, you know, definitely a smoother transition. So I do, I so I had the same thought. I thought, wow, you know, I could tell that this must be a seminal, beautiful powerful potent moment and will be this whole episode for vampire diaries uh viewers so i i, I but i i'm a little less impressed than you because I, I i still thought it 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 rings true of what i was saying that you know it left me a little kind of like i was like i know i'm supposed to feel more than this i was like it's still poignant i you know cried whatever but anyway so having said that i will say the other thing that but the, the on the plus side is if you haven't watched any of that stuff and the and the history doesn't matter to you or it's not as it's still a great show because I said to someone the other day, it's like, um, you know, Hogwarts meets Mean Girls, you know, and it does high school drama really well. It amps up 
the the influence and and I think personally realistically I know it's magic but you know of how magic would kind of intertwine with you know uh, teenage dromst and drama and angst you know dromst I think I've just created a new word <laughs> dromst there you dromst. go um, so for me the whole um, uh, is it a triangle a quadrangle of, it, you know, I, I just call it a circle yeah but it's like a ahead. big old you know of um he likes her but she likes him and he likes her you know i think that's a isn't that a a a kink song or something um so anyway uh so i i think for you i want to know who do you want to end up together oh i definitely want um alpha wolf and uh Raphael and uh, hope i definitely want those two together um i like um I, you know, here, I, I don't want to make this a long answer. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but, um, I think that it's very sweet. All of the relationships. Like I, I do like, um, the vampire pining for, for, I don't know the names of any of these characters. Um, you know, the, what the, I thought it was cute, how he impressed her with knowing everything that she liked and oh, was MG. Very- MG. MG, MG, you know, knowing her favorite color and this and that, and then her really kind of winning, him really kind of winning her over. Um, yeah, no, I, I loved all of that. I, I think it's very sweet. I thought it might be annoying or cloying or I'm too old to watch a bunch of high school people do high schooly things. Um, but I think they're doing a nice job with it. And, and then add that to the, you know, the monster magic mix. And it's a fun show for me to watch. And, and yes, it, it was emotionally resonant, but I do still stick to the fact that I, I imagine it's a little hard for non originals slash vampire diaries to get into it personally the show i mean in general yeah i i I think i really don't care that much about in fact really at all about who gets together with who um (laughs) it's the it's the the teenage angst stuff especially when they were getting into all like the mean kids you know picking on them and all of that stuff which hopefully is over um but the that kind of thing just is actually the weak part of the the series for me because I don't care about that kind of thing. I think maybe that's why one of the reasons that this episode stood out for me as being one of the best because we were actually dealing with adults and adult relationships and and how that panned out and you know a mother's relationship with children that she never got to know. And so all of that seemed more compelling to me than a bunch of teenagers wondering who's going to date who. Which I'm, I, I'm I don't, I don't, frankly <laughs> completely uninterested in. I don't disagree with you. I, I do want to rebut that a little. I don't disagree with you, but the show is set in high school. So, like, I, I agree. I don't disagree with anything that you said, but my point is simply that um, even if I did care more about the adult stuff than the teenage stuff, I didn't hate the teenage stuff. I mean, it, it, there was a point at some one or two episodes where I kind of thought, ugh. It's kind of like the 100. I want to make this quick comparison. The first, like, four or five episodes, I thought, I cannot want to watch a bunch of sniveling teenagers, you know, every day being remote, like, overly dramatic about every... I was like, I cannot watch this show. And, and then it changed and it was so much not about teenagers. So mm-hmm. for me, um, it, I, I don't disagree that it's probably the weakest part of the show, but I still think they're doing a decent job. It's set in high oh, school. Oh, uh, yeah, I do. Th- okay. I do, too. But like you I know. said, the, the, I think I think the more we get into, you know, hunting monsters and all of that kind of thing, the, the better we're going to be with the show and getting into the arc thing with the the knife and all of that is interesting to me. Yeah. But, I, but what did you, you think know, of the who's... necromancer, by the way? 
real quick. I thought he was split. hilarious. Yes. I thought yeah. he was absolutely Yay, hilarious. that's what we were going for. Good, All right. Yeah. Yes. Thumbs up for that. Uh, next, let's move on because we've been on this a little long. Uh, next up, let's talk about The Good Place. And the episode is called Janet's, plural. And at first you're like, why is it called Janet's? And then it is quickly obvious that we are all Janet. And uh, at first I wasn't sure if she was going to be able to pull off everyone's personality. But the actress did a great job. Like, I could tell who was who. Even yeah. without the color coding or clothes that they were doing later, I could totally Jason. tell who she, who was supposed to be who. Yeah, I loved her Jason. Loved her Jason. Yeah, all of that was great. And then you get, and I was I was amazed that I was like, this might be one of my favorite episodes. And the, most of the cast is not in the episode. Um, uh, I mean, they're in it at the very end, but it's just like, and, oh my God, they get to the good place. Holy crap. Like, I didn't expect that to happen in this episode at all. Uh, yeah. So, and Stephen Merchant was great. Right. As the accountant. Um, right. All of that stuff. Like, they, they had so many really good points. Oh, man. This was a really, really strong episode. All right. Someone else speak. I want to start by saying that um, I want to make this declaration for the world to hear. Ted Danson was robbed. 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 Super snub for him not getting uh, a nomination for uh, Best Actor in a Comedy. Uh, I'm super happy that Kristen Bell did get a Golden Globe nom. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, but also Ted Danson did just win an Emmy, I think like a couple months ago. So it's not like no one's paying attention to him. Just saying. No, I know, but I'm just saying the show and she was nominated. He should have been as well. It should have been a triumph. I'm, I'm not necessarily saying, I'm, I'm just clarifying that he is not awardless. That's all. No, I'm I know. I know, but still, I was I was really expecting one for him. I think he, uh, you know, very obviously is a very strong part of the show. But um, you know, the the thing here obviously is about Janet, and I thought it was kind of hilarious. This is not meant to be dismissive, but it reminded me of the progressive commercials where that lady, like, you know, oh right, 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 and she's very good at doing all of her characters, like all of them. You know what I mean? And so I laughed a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I won't I won't spend a lot of time on it because you guys all know I love the show. It You know, it, it can do practically no wrong. Um, I love how they brought it all the way back. I was wondering how long it was going to take them to get back to the good place. I wasn't impatient in patience because I love the show so much, but I was kind of like, oh, I'm kind of sort of done with Earth. But, you know, I'm fine with watching it. But um, so I'm really excited. I thought it, it ended at a good, it, the cliffhanger was excellent, and I thought Janet was outstanding, and it was a fun episode to watch, definitely. Yay! All right, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're gonna let uh, Allison plug The Marvelous Miss Maisel season two, which I have not started watching yet. But Allison, why should I start watching season two? Um, well, if you watch, especially if you watch season one, um, season two, I think is, is every bit as good. It's just hilarious. It continues on the storyline and, and it's, you know, just really funny, incredibly funny. I'm finding actually that the, the funniest parts really have to do with her and her family together more than the stand-up routines that she does. In fact, I think they could actually work a little on the stand-up routines because the the, the audience on screen is having more fun watching them than, than I am at home. It's like mildly funny, but not as funny as when she's just interacting 
with her family. And they have wonderful stuff this year, especially for Tony Shaloub to do, because they really focus on the parents this year. In fact, the, the very opening episodes focus on, on the mother and father. And, um, and they're, it's, they're just amazing. I mean, Tony Shaloub is like, incredible I, I would i would watch him you know read the newspaper it would be fine <laughs> um but he's he's hilarious i mean this man what what he can do with just a simple look or a line is incredible he's fantastic and fortunately the the show gives him more time to to do that kind of thing it really opens it out to a lot of the characters and what one thing i was surprised with is that it just continues also following uh, her her ex or semi ex because they haven't actually signed any papers. Husband, um, he's still very much part of the storyline, and they're Ugh, following him. I don't like um, him at all. I you know I don't I I hate what he what he did and everything, but they find ways to make him sympathetic. It's like he keeps bouncing back and forth between yeah I hate him he's the jerk who who left his family and okay I feel sorry for him now and mm, you know I sort of bounce back it. and forth. Between the don't two, but they, the, fortunately, they, they, they have not gotten um, the two of them together again, which I appreciate because that would be just too easy, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't believe that on an emotional level. And um, I, I just, I think that um, the show just has so much more to do, especially if. I think for for those like myself who who are have Jewish heritage. There, it's it's like the most Jewish show on television, and it, there's a lot of cultural touchstones that I relate to personally. And even though it's not really my yeah. my era, because um, I was I was born literally the year that the show starts, so uh, you know these things a lot of these things pass me by. Like I never had the Catskills experience, you know that the that kind of thing that you did in the summertime. But I recognize so much of what goes on during a bunch of episodes that they have set in the Catskills, you know, it's just the behavior and the kind of things culturally that, that are important. And um, so there's that, that, that wonderful sense of, of, you know, cultural reality. Um, but even if you're not Jewish, it's, it's a funny, fun show with wonderful, engaging characters. And I think they've just taken what they did with season one and expanded that out and done more with season two. All right. So uh, I guess you're giving it a thumbs up. Oh, way, way up. Yes. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about this show called Impulse. And it's on YouTube Red, which means the first episode or two is free on YouTube and then the rest that it's behind a paywall. So I apologize for that, but, and that's also why we're so late to jump on this bandwagon. And for backstory, it's based on the novel that the movie Jumper was based on, so it's kind of almost like a sequel, I think. Not entirely sure where the timeline works with that. But the premise is basically your, uh, it opens up in a really action-packed scene where you have a guy chasing another guy and the thing that's amazing about the chase is they start off in like Antarctica where one guy is chasing the other and then they end up in a New York subway and then it switches to the other guy chasing the other guy and it goes back and forth depending on where they are and then you realize it's because one of the dudes is trying to leave the other one there in Antarctica 
And so that's what the chasing and stuff is about. And so it's like they jump or slash teleport. So there's a guy who's like a teleporter and he can teleport himself here and there. Uh, but we're really like they introduced that in the first couple minutes of the show. And you're like, what does that mean? And then we're for the rest of the series, for the most part, are from the point of view of this girl named Charlie. Yes. Uh, Henry. Henry. Oh, Henry. God. There's another show where the main character <laughs> that was cute, is Charlie. Though. Charlie was cute. There's another cute. show where the main character is a girl. Her name is Charlie. And I, I, I mixed it up. But okay, yes, Henry, because her name is Henrietta. Okay, right. Uh, and so we're following her life. And at first, you're not sure why we're following her. And then she gets in a dangerous situation and ends up teleporting herself out of that situation back to her bedroom. And then you realize, oh, she's a teleporter too. But what's cool is it's kind of like a slow burn to where she's learning about her first she doesn't believe it she doesn't know what happened because she kind of blacked out and then it keeps happening because she keeps getting in danger um and then she starts to kind of start to figure out how to use her powers a little bit like where i am right now i think i've watched the first five or six episodes and she sort of can use her like she knows how much danger she needs to be in to cause herself to teleport but she can't do it in a relaxed state just by will yet, you know. But that's the thing that's terrifying is that we go back to the guy that, it, that can teleport, who, who absolutely has it mastered. He ends up being hunted by this other dude, and he loses. Like, this dude is a really good teleporter, and he loses to this agent who's hunting him down. And then at the end, where we are... Someone is like, we're detecting gravitational shifts in this town of Reston. We need you to go investigate and bring the bring the jumper back. And I'm like, oh, no. So she's got like this hitman slash, uh, I don't know what you would call bounty it. Hunter. Bounty hunter guy coming for her. And he's used to dealing with hardcore jumpers. And she is not that. She's like taking baby steps. Uh, so I, that was a great cliffhanger spot to be at. Like, what is she going to do? Oh my God. All right. Yusin, what'd you think? Um, this is more of a question than a statement, but sort of both. Um, are you, you kind of left out some, some, I left out, yeah, I did. Details. I did leave out a big thing. Cause I didn't want to, cause I'm trying well, to, I think, I'm, I think I'm trying to recommend the show versus necessarily review the show. Cause I can't assume this show is so like, has such a, I feel like such, such a small audience. I can't assume that our listeners have seen it. Right. So I'm trying not to give away the big story point. Yeah, no, that's why I'm asking. Um, because it seemed like you were doing it on purpose and that's totally fine. I mean, I assume that's why you were doing it, but I didn't know if you wanted me to continue that trend. Um, and I'm fine with doing that, except, except I think it's worthwhile to that warn. I say, yeah, keep it vague. yeah. Um, I think the show is fantastic. Um, I was a huge fan, not a huge fan, but I was a huger fan of the movie Jumper than at most people were, I think. Um, and so, uh, and I don't know that it's uh, in the same timeline or, or, or if it's, you know, it was just kind of an offshoot of the book. I, I don't know. I don't want to waste time talking about that. But the point is, it's Doug Lyman. Uh, so he, you know, he did the movie uh, and the movie was inspired by the book by Stephen somebody. Sorry, Stephen, you should, I should know your last name. Um, 
so it's that world anyway, if it's not all in the same timeline. Um, and the visuals are fantastic. I thought yeah, they were really well done, especially for a YouTube show. It's really yes, well done. Yeah. Yeah. As, and a TV show, you know what I mean? So, um, so, uh, so I, I think the show is excellent, but I think it's definitely noteworthy to mention two people because it's a teenage movie. It's, um, a superhero esque, not really, but special powers kind of a thing. So I want to, you know, warn. I don't want to use the word warn because that has a negative connotation. But I definitely want to prepare people that it is not light at all. It deals with some very heavy subject matter. I think and they do, do a, and, and they do give you a warning. Yeah, on no, the no. screen. Yeah, I, I want to give an extra special warning because we watched the show. Do you know what right. I mean? Um, yeah, and that's what I'm trying to say is I don't want. Uh, to spoil it, but they spoil it themselves. They give you a warning right at the beginning of the show. Uh, exactly what it is not. It is not for the fainted, necessarily fainted heart, and also children should not be watching it. Children should definitely not be watching it. Uh, maybe you know for sure teenagers. You know what I mean? Um, because it 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 deals with a teenager, and these are real issues that happen in life. Um, I will say that, uh, and I think it's worth noting because you know um it could be it definitely can be a trigger it's done so realistically it's done so well um it's acted i want to say that also uh i think that the actors both in in the pivotal scenes and on the show in general do a great job uh you know very organic and very uh just solid acting and and really kind of you know um and then the show i think also not to you know you know hit the, the you know kill a whatever beat a dead horse um but uh the show also a very responsibly you know gives you a message at the end of the show uh you know an, an announcement or whatever you want to call it so i think taking tough material uh with a tough genre uh you know in terms of teenagers and stuff uh it, they're doing a great job they're they're not it's not preachy in any way shape or form um but it's it's done it's handled with care uh, but it is a dark show. It is a heavy show. So if people are going to start tuning in, I, you know, I don't think the one warning in the beginning of the show. I say, um, if it isn't a trigger for you and it isn't too uncomfortable for you to watch, um, they should definitely tune in and they should definitely stick with it. And just on a sci-fi level, like just you know, to wrap it up, you know, going back to the special effects, um, I love the way that it's unfolding, like you said, about how she's kind of figuring out what's happening to her. Um, and even that I feel is very realistic. I think they have the luxury of doing that because it is a series and not a movie. But I right. feel like this is a really well written if yeah, well she's written taking her they're taking her to their time. Like because they you have wouldn't, the time. Yeah. Right? You wouldn't necessarily know how to master your powers in like a day. Yes. Right. Yes. Well, no, I mean we'd get a montage if this was a movie. You know what I mean? Right. So we get, get the Tom Holland montage. So um uh, you know, but my point is, uh, this could easily, you know, with a well-written, tight script, I think it would have made an excellent movie. You know what I mean? And I'm not complaining, saying, you know, um, oh, they should have made this into a movie. But it, they, I could, I could have envisioned this being an excellent, excellent movie. Um, so if you want something that if you're willing, because it does take its time, so it's a little dark, well, or a lot dark, depending on upon your opinion, your your you know kind of opinion. But it's dark and it's slow and it's tense. So I just want to put that out there because it is, it's definitely a little bit of a, a commitment investment. It isn't like, oh, light fair, girl with, you know, jumping powers, yay! Because Jumper was way more lighthearted even though there was, you know, it was more popcorn. It was definitely more blockbuster popcorn. This is not that. It is not that. No. 
Because I remember you texting me, you're like, this is so heavy. And I was yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I had to take a break. I did. Yeah. I really did. I kind of was like, Ugh, you know, and I was like, what, what a comedy do I have? You know, uh, you know, what, can, what comedy can I stream? Um, also, again, and I will say this. To be fair, we must say this in this world. In the, I can't even say the wild, wild west anymore because it's not new. This is the new. This is the new reality for us because we have the uh, we have the opportunity uh, and choice to binge, as you mentioned before. This would be less of an issue if I was forced to only watch one episode a week. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, it really wouldn't be as oppressive or or harder to kind of you know you know make sure I'm like okay, this is good stuff. Watch this. Um, because you can binge so five hours of this is what a five-hour movie that's a lot so that's the other thing i think if people uh, keep that in mind and you can always hit the pause button or the off button you don't have to watch five episodes like i did in a row um <laughs> they should definitely check it out. It's good stuff all right all right if you guys have any questions or comments send them to tv campfire gmail.com follow us on twitter or on facebook you listen to us on get the point radio.com krypton radio weenopolis and itunes and we'll talk to you guys next time bye-bye Bye. Bye.